0: Welcome to the Music Reel. I'm your host Nicola Burton. Today, I have the distinct pleasure of speaking with Howard Duggan. Now, Howard is the publisher for Scene Star. This is Australia's largest street press group. Howard, welcome to the Music Realm. How are you going?
1: Thank you for having us. I'm well, thanks, Nikki.
0: Well, you started. You were the founder of Scene Magazine in 1993. Is that correct?
1: It was. It was Scene Magazine in Brisbane, and if memory serves, we were the very last street press title on the bandwagon. There were already two in Brisbane and three in New South Wales and two possibly more in Victoria. Yeah, so we were the last guys in.
0: We started in 1990 and those early 90s with the street press, I think we really built Brisbane's industry based on this entire ecosystem working together. And when you look back for you for 27 years, You've seen some incredible changes in this industry, haven't you?
1: Well, yeah, both in <laughs> media and in music. I mean, the, while people on stage, entertaining crowds hasn't changed and the, uh, the venues haven't changed, the, the music business itself has changed dramatically. Yes. Record companies and labels falling off a cliff and then being resurrected right in the face of the digital revolution. And, and media, well, that's just completely different now. All the TV millionaires are genuinely dead um, and the packers can't get rid of them quick enough and then printers had a, a very long question mark over it for goodness knows how long and then everyone tried to get themselves a website including us and that was looking great for about five years and some silly money changed hands to acquire those websites and then social media came along and ripped all of those advertising dollars and it's still going crazy.
0: It's incredible. So let's, here we are, 2020 in this lockdown that none of us would ever have predicted. So let's start with your lockdown story. How did the lockdowns impact what you're doing with Star?
1: Well, lockdown was crazy for everybody. My, my lockdown story is that in early March, I was in Adelaide. So I'm talking to you from Brisbane, that's where I'm headquartered. I was in Adelaide for Fringe and WOM Adelaide and I was having meetings. And coronavirus was just sort of headlines overseas. Um, Fringe was packed out. They did record crowds. And this is the last week of Fringe too. And two weeks later, uh, I was back in Brisbane and cleaning out my office. So all that happened in two weeks. The first week was watching advertising agencies and, you know, um, tastemakers being trendy and, and moving out and then uh, everyone moved out the following week and our advertising dried up overnight in five days. We were working on Melbourne Comedy Festival editions, Sydney Comedy Festival editions, uh, all those front covers, all the tours attached to them, that all disappeared in seven days. Uh, how did we pivot? Is that what you said or, or what did we do?
0: Yeah, just like I, I can't believe that. That happened to you in seven days at five. yeah.
1: yeah. March 8 or 9 I was in Adelaide and then on the 19th was our last day in the office and I know that because my birthday is on the 23rd.
0: So how have you limped on since then?
1: Well uh, you get very entrepreneurial and I I know everybody did and anyone that's been in business for for more than five minutes um, they are entrepreneurial um, and you don't close up or collapse your business um, in the face of slight adversity, uh, so I only thought we were going to be gone for a month, two at the most. So I got that wrong, <laughs> badly. Uh, that said, that said, I, I should say, without getting too far ahead of myself, we've just published uh, scenes to Queensland uh, last week, uh, so we have five editions around the country. But scenes to Queensland is back, so we were only off the streets for three months. But back to how we, um, what we did. I think we were shocked for two or three days while we took stock and then quickly we moved into the Skype meetings. Uh, so talking to my two editors, Gareth and Jesse. Um, one long-term... Of course, digital online wasn't affected. Uh, the content was affected because tours were getting cancelled left, right and centre. Um, but the internet had not been turned off uh, and people were on the internet in increasing numbers. And while our traffic dipped uh, just a little bit and news sites were going through the roof as people wanted um, to see, you know, it was like COVID porn. Who, who's dying? Who's falling off the cliff? How much money are we going to get? What's the government going to do about it? Um, but back to what we did. Uh, that first week, we, we looked at our scenes to TV offering, which is our video. We have video crews in, in five states uh, or four states. And we had for five years. We've been doing interviews at Big Sound, and we did Ben and Jerry's at you know, Glenelg Beach. Uh, and we we would interview bands and, and review red, red carpet stuff. And I'd always wanted to look at a scenes to program. So we we took that opportunity to motor, you know mobilize those film crews, and the Blender was born, uh, which is a 20-minute program we put out every couple of weeks. Uh, which is a wrap from around the country as best we can. We're reviewing videos, of course, digital age. Uh, we Skyped, we've Skyped in Holland, in London, in New York. So we've spoken to a whole heap of music artists. So we're enjoying that. That hasn't been monetized yet. Um, our website has kept on going well. We've got a good website. It's, um, it's Nielsen rated. It does really well on Google search. Um, and, and that has stood us in good stead. And then all the boring stuff, you know, you, you go to the back end of your database and stuff that you don't want to look at. And um, yeah. I still have an inbox, <laughs> as in a, a real one. I think I've thrown it away. I can't remember. I haven't been to the office for a couple of weeks. So, yes, we did that. But uh, digital, we, we were lucky enough to focus on digital.
0: And it's like, what do you talk about when you talk about, you know, pop culture and entertainment, when there's no live shows, when there's no festivals, there's no tours, there's no, you know, concerts. And so I've noticed watching, you know, your site and and I've been enjoying the blender, um, having to get creative and talk about things that um, aren't happening live. It's almost changing the whole focus of how we think for this industry, isn't it? It's it's giving us this new way of connecting and, and celebrating the culture of music in a way. So it's almost like an opportunity. You're thinking that perhaps when lockdown eventually dissipates, that you might sort of keep some of these digital platforms like the Blender, keep going with that.
1: Everything has to be monetized, Nikki. So we will try and monetize the Blender. Uh, we've got the capability. Um, you know we, we don 't run a huge show like um, at abc or or Channel Nine, so we can run it on a relatively small small or oily rag, but we have to create a market um, and I think it 's going to be a long time between before advertising budgets can accommodate that uh, so we 'll we'll see how we go but it 's definitely our aim too uh, as for you know watching the the market, the thing with media is it doesn 't necessarily lead a, um, an audience, it, it more reflects it. So although media sometimes likes to think that it's uh, telling everyone what to think and what to do, the truth is we're reflecting back to our audience, whether it's four-wheel drives or men's health. We're telling them um, what, what they're looking for, uh, and they already know half of what they're looking for. So what I mean by that is, you know, we went to to create content for online and for the blender, we needed people who were already doing things. And so the Powerhouse, they went virtual Pika in Perth. They went virtual uh, bands and you know, musicians are still releasing music. So we, we interviewed them and talked to them about it. Uh, so it's really just the income stream that stopped. Um, and there was no shortage of people doing stuff. We just couldn't do it on the streets with them and they couldn't do it on stage.
0: Exactly. So the logistics of how we used to do things has changed dramatically. What do you think in terms of, look, we've got this incredible chaos, you know, Victoria is in a terrible state right now. I'm in Brisbane as well with you. And we've got pubs and clubs watching what's happening in Victoria, watching it creep up to Sydney and New South Wales. And I think they're quite reticent to really start booking live music again, because they're waiting for the second wave to hit us. What do you think? our recovery looks like in terms of time frame for, for Queensland, at least, with music festivals and tours like that? Because, you, I mean, you've been an observer for the last almost three decades, so you've got a great perspective.
1: Yes. Um, one of those perspectives is, is never miss a good opportunity to shut up and never miss a good opportunity to not predict when you don't know what, what's coming. And, and I really don't. I mean, three weeks ago when we said, right, we're putting this Brisbane edition out, Things were looking red hot. Um, Those security guards hadn't messed up in the Melbourne quarantine. And Sydney had about four people um, in in hospital. Um, It really is in the hands and the ken beyond me to observe. Uh, I I am an optimist. I'm definitely a glass half full person. So I would like to think that uh, Gladys and um, the Victorian government can get on top of this and button it down. But... Look, I,
0: I really don't know. I'm playing it week by week. Yeah, that crystal. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, look, I, I'm, I'm the same as you. I'm trying to ask everyone, what do you think? Because it's, it's so interesting. None of us would have ever imagined we would be here right now. And it's so hard as an industry. We can't predict. Normally we run by season. We're planning, you know, our events a year in advance, right? And no one can really do anything the way that we used to do things. So in terms of, I think, what SceneStar is doing, what would you need to change in order to be able to financially, you know, really get things back on track for you? What would you need to change?
1: Well, with, with government support, we are not going backwards. So, with today's announcement or, or this week's announcement, um, we are now making sure that we don't go backwards when the when the support is is stepped back, and I welcome that from a, a global citizen perspective. Um, I don't think we need to change much, Nikki. Um I, I don't predict a future for any of us, so please don't think that I'm getting ahead of myself. But I, I think the hard work has been done over 25 years, and by that I mean we have a great band, uh, we have good recognition, we have a really broad um, content base. So, you know, SceneStar has worked itself into a position where it can... Uh, be a media partner to a metal festival and a jazz festival, and have an opera singer on the front cover and that 's pretty tricky to do that um, the, the blender which we 've been putting out you know that requires video crew capability around the country and that didn 't happen overnight and in the middle of blender and then the the website that you know that is Nielsen rated and Google News approved which is what I said so all of that has been bedded in uh, and then coupled with the fact that we are we're a small company and we're nimble we've got great staff I mean you read any 101 book you, you need great staff and our, our editors have been there and Gareth sorry Gareth Gareth's been there since school um, he'll have to write on your comments how many years that's been I've lost track and, and and Jesse who's our resident millennial I mean he's been there four years already as well And and the pair of those are great guys and they haven't looked like going anywhere and they contribute. So in answer to your question, while I learned something yesterday and I learned something tomorrow, we don't actually have to do a great deal. We just have to wait for the environment to improve and, and surf that as best we can.
0: I think that your response is very calming. It's very centred. And it's, it's a good one to hear because there's so much panic out there and I think you're right you can't change anything and you just keep moving forward like that without actually doing anything too crazy because it could be a race to the bottom otherwise um and i think it is the key is to keep your head keep doing what you're doing um i guess it's a time it's an opportunity to perhaps you know re- reimagine what things could be like recreate but i think you're right yeah just sort of it's like steady as you go seems seems to be your motto
1: Yes, and with the grace and humbleness to know that we wouldn't have been able to be in this position without the external support, uh, in my case, staff, government assistance. Yes. Um, and then, as you have said, uh, uh, absolutely. I I have sensed a couple of uh, businesses, uh, not necessarily in my industry, um, but and I don't want to say panicking because that's unfair too, but uh, scrambling is probably, a- active scrambling, looking for solutions that just
0: aren't there Mm -hmm. yeah because we're the same so we've got great staff we turned 30 last friday michael's been with us for 17 years he's suffered with us for 17 years and you know we are so lucky with the people we've got and we're the same it's just steady as she goes you can't change things so you just have to keep you know it's in this its this weird twilight zone, but, um, yeah, it's really good to hear your message today, I think. Yeah, that's good. Any final words from you? What are your thoughts other than just steady as she goes?
1: Just to acknowledge the spirit of the music and arts industry. Um, you know, I mentioned JobKeeper before, and I know a couple of your other interviewees have have mentioned them as well. And there are people who... Um, who didn't qualify, Um, but all four corners of this country, you've got people urging, talking, practicing, asking questions, looking for avenues, trialing, failing, succeeding, inspiring others, and and that is what is going to get us through, and it's great to be a part of it. That's
0: my final word. I love it. I love it. So everyone make sure that you connect to SceneStar and watch the Blender. Um, those two young hosts that you've got, what are their names again? The two hosts for the Blender?
1: So Jesse and Gabrielle.
0: Jesse and Gabrielle. Yeah. They, I felt like it was actually um, taped a year ago because they were so uplifting. So kudos to those guys. Amazing. So watch that. Watch the Blender. Tune into SceneStar. And I think Steady As She Goes is the great call to action today. So thank you so much for talking to me, Howard. Take care, and we look forward to seeing you in better times.
1: Thank you. And congratulations on your 30 years too, Nikki.
0: Thank you so much. All right, Howard, thank you.
1: Okay, ciao.